there, it's Susan Bradley, and you are on the roadmap to 50K. Now, listen, I want you to put down the tape gun. Listen up. I'm going to share what can happen when you say goodbye to packing and shipping forever. I'll see you on the inside. You're going to love this one. Welcome to the Roadmap to 50K on Shopify. Each week, we'll take you behind the scenes of real stores where you're going to learn actionable strategies and tips that will fast track the growth and profitability of your e-commerce business. So buckle up. Welcome your host and Shopify expert, Susan Bradley. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome back. I'm thrilled to bring you a long-term Inner Circle member with a great story. And I think it's going to be so relatable to so many of you because she recently took one big, hairy, scary step, which was moved from shipping her product herself to moving to a 3PL. And I know so many people have lots of questions about that. And I wanted you to hear directly from somebody who just ripped the Band-Aid off, dropped her tape gun and actually made the move. So I want to introduce you, I want you all to say a virtual hi to Allison Emmerich. She is the owner of Ease Living. Allison, can you say hi? And can you uh, just tell us a little bit about your business, what you sell, because that's super interesting too, how long you've been in business and how did you get to this point? Well, I am an occupational therapist by training. So I saw a need for a higher quality good-looking home medical equipment, things like compression socks and walkers and canes. So I started just kind of looking around to find companies that made better stuff and decided to sell them online. So I sell upscale home medical equipment, I call it. Upscale. And so you're the girl I'm going to come to when I need my first walker. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And your business is called easeliving.com. Great name. Your website is beautiful. And how long, like you've been an occupational therapist uh, part-time for years and years, right? So how (laughs) long is it really since you've uh, started this business? I think I officially launched the site maybe in 2015, but it's something that I had thought about years before that. It's just my kids were little and I couldn't wrap my mind around the the logistics of all of it. And so you started out with like just a few products, like t- tell us how, like, that's a big deal, right? Because shipping walkers is no small feat. Like, right. Like- well, I've always drop shipped the walkers just because the boxes are very large and very heavy. So it's cost prohibitive to ship them twice, whether from to a warehouse and then to the oh, right. client. Sure. So I've always drop shipped the walkers, but stocked everything else. I started with one particular walker company, a cane company and a compression sock company. And I still work with all of them. The canes are on a little bit of a hiatus right now, but the I stocked everything in my house, in my basement. I had the space. I bought some of those metal shelves from Home Depot and went through a bunch of different systems before I found something that worked. But had all the inventory down there and trudged up and down the stairs to the basement. All that with the tape gun on your belt. So so really what we're talking about is you have been shipping your products as your business grows, because I've been watching you. So I know your business has grown significantly in the last couple of years. You've been really shipping yourself for almost four years. No, five years, six years. How many years? 
I know it's weird to think of it like that. I can't believe it was that long. Yeah. Five or six, five, at least five years. And I asked you before we jumped on, if you had pickup and you're like, Oh no, we took it to the post office. Mm -hmm. Wow. They know you very well there. Right. Yeah. There's two post offices close to me. So either one or the other. Yeah. And you get a lot of orders now. Like you yeah. know, business, particularly I know last year, because we talked about it all the time, your business grew by leaps and bounds. It did. Yeah. Here. Yeah. So it was like no small feat every day to be dragging all this stuff to the post office. It was yeah. a for sure. And, and I also remember last year you started talking about or asking about 3PL. So, so tell me about that. So, so tell me, like, I know it was a huge step. I know you asked, but how did you really know that it was ready? Like, when did you start thinking about it? And then when did you really know, okay, I just can't, I got to stop spinning in circles and figure this out. I mean, there were two components to it. One was the, just the time that it took, because it's not only managing the inventory, it's also, do I have the right size boxes and polys and what did I run out of labels? All of those different things that you need to ship. <laughs> but it was, so it was the time, I felt that my time could be better spent. What is the term working on the business instead of in the business, yeah. whatever I may have that reversed. But also I, my parents live out of state and I like to travel a lot, COVID aside. So I would come back from being gone even for a long weekend and have to spend the majority of a day packaging stuff. And I was like, this is not sustainable. Crazy. Yeah. And so would you, like, I, I feel like you started asking around about three PLs about a year ago. Yeah, at Um, least. And you encouraged me in, in some conversation we had a couple of times. Well, because here's why. And I want everyone who's listening to think about this. There are $15 an hour jobs and there are $100 an hour jobs. And especially when you have a business that is uh, starting to grow. And I'm sure as you were packing up those boxes, you were thinking there are a million other things that I should be doing that would help me grow my business even more. But I can't because I've taken money for this product and my first obligation is to get it out the door. But at the end of the day, it's kind of a $15 an hour job. Right. Yeah. So that's why I encouraged you because it's like you're kind of stuck, right? You, you're, especially with 3PL because, and we'll talk about that, but just like taking all your product there and it's like dropping off your kids at camp. Exactly. (laughs) But it's it's a huge decision because, you know, it's a lot of work to get to that point and it'd be a lot of work if it didn't work out. But I really feel like uh, if we don't, if we don't figure this out, we really limit our ability to grow our business. And and particularly last year, you saw huge potential for growth. It was so, so good. So you knew you were ready when you were spending the majority of a day, like it was just taking days out of your life yeah, exactly. to get your, your stuff packed. And so what, what was your biggest fear? Like what, what had you spinning in circles about it for, you know, the better part of a year? What was the, giving what, up control? <laughs> you know, what if I take my stuff somewhere and they're, you know, they say they're going to ship stuff right away, but they don't, or they lose things or they don't care for things well and all the boxes get damaged and things get the wrong things right yeah you're giving up control for sure okay so so for you it was giving up control for me too but many people are worried about the cost too would that cross your mind 
or what it, you did, but through the past few years, just in, especially with reliable revenue and really getting to know my numbers, I knew that my margins could absorb it. Perfect. So I mean, of course it was definitely a consideration, but if there's enough margin built into the product, it's, it's not a problem. Deal. And, and really, I think that once you get used to the fact that that's a bill that you pay, you just go out there and sell more to make it happen. And you're not afraid to sell more, for sure. So once you made the decision, once you said, okay, I am never doing this again, or I have to get myself in a place where I am never doing this again, how, what was your next step? How did you figure that out? Because it's not easy. Yeah, I researched a lot. I mean, of course, I Googled, you know, best three PLs or whatever. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> ultimately got mine from the group, but I posted in our group and maybe one or two other like Shopify Facebook groups and did some research. I probably talked to a half dozen in the end. I kind of narrowed it down and had calls with them. And there were some where the salesmen were definitely very slick and made all sorts of promises. But then when I looked for reviews online, people had horror stories about them. Yeah. So I actually ended up going with one that was recommended from someone in the group. That's so good. Yes. So you had a personal recommendation. I think that's super valuable because then you, you know, you can ask questions and right. your own concerns to that pool. So you, so you got from another inner circle member. So cool. And when you, once you decided that you were going to go with that, what were your questions for them? Like, what were the, the deal breakers? What, what did you need to know? I mean, of course, the cost, like you mentioned, what their turnaround time was, uh, what, mm-hmm. there's kind of a lot, I guess, who they shipped with. Because for smaller products, I'm sure people that are shipping know something like UPS and FedEx can be pretty expensive. Expensive, but, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, which, did they have the ability to use more than one carrier did they integrate with Shopify? That was a big one. Were they able to do something with my store? I didn't want to have to send them a spreadsheet every day or anything like that. Oh my gosh, no. I remember those days. No, you do not. Yeah, <laughs> that would defeat the whole purpose of being able to go out of town and have stuff still ship. So yeah. So one of the things that I asked, I can uh, still remember, it's kind of a big factor for me with 3PL, is I want a, a person. Mm-hmm. I want a person that I... Like, I didn't want to be passed around to a bunch of people. I wanted kind of one contact person that could actually answer my questions when things went off the the rails. Were you able to get a person or was that not important to you? Yeah, absolutely. The one I went with is pretty small. It's like a husband, when you call you, either the husband or the wife answers the phone. And, you know, they have a bunch of kids and a lot of them work there and stuff. I did talk to some of the national ones and I can't even remember the names of them now and definitely did get that impression that you got an email from one person and then you calendly called, made a call appointment with another person. So I did end up going with one that I have the, I could text right now to the owner if I wanted to. And they'll answer you. Yeah. Yeah. I love that for sure. So, so did you have any deal breakers? Was there, was there anything that you thought, okay, if this is the way it is, I can't do it. So you mentioned the ability to use other carriers. Was there anything else? Like if you wanted to, add new product. Is that a problem? Like what, what were the things that you thought, well, if that's the case, I gotta, I can't use these people. I honestly can't think of anything specific. I think it was just the overall package of things. Like you said, being able to talk to them, integrating, if someone had not been able to integrate with Shopify, that I guess yeah, that would be the deal breaker. The what whole spreadsheet. And I'm sorry. what about boxes? Like, uh, like, are they in charge of, 
keeping your boxes there and they just bill you for them? Yep. Oh. Yeah, it's charged per SKU. And this, again, back to the data, made me really go through my products and figure out what was and wasn't selling. Because if I'm paying per SKU for the storage, I don't want to pay for storage for something that I'm selling two of a year. It doesn't make any sense. Oh, I just love that. (laughs) I learned it from you. I know. But you actually, I just love that. Can we just just, just sit, sit with that a moment? Can everybody who's listening just sit with that for a moment? Because you will do that. If that stuff is sitting in your house, in your basement, in your garage, you will walk by that for a year. And you'll think, oh, I don't sell too many of that. But, you know, the minute I get rid of it, somebody will want it. But you just grew yourself up, right, into a real business person. And that uh, forced you into a decision. That's so good. So everybody just think about that. Go look at your inventory and think about that because that's a huge, big deal. So that's really good. Super helpful. So then once you decided, once you interviewed five or six uh, 3PL, you decided to go with a small one that uh, your friend Nicola recommended. Thank you, Nicola. <laughs> and then uh, you had to figure out how to move all this stuff. So was that bumpy? Like how, like how, how did that go? It actually, I'm from Chicago. I live in Detroit now. And this 3PL is in the Chicago area and I can drive there. And that actually probably was a little bit of a deciding factor because I didn't have to think about, oh, how am I going to get all of these boxes to LA or wherever, you know, someplace far away. I actually drove them there and dropped them off myself, which meant I got to really see the operation and meet them in person as well. So really, then it wasn't bumpy at all for you. You set a date where you could take it there. And so you were really not down for long. No, I did. It worked out well because I did move the stuff kind of late January, early February. And I started looking after Christmas, just after returning from being out of town and having so many orders to wrap. I was like, this is not sustainable. So I started looking. It was a pretty quick process. Once I picked it, it was maybe two weeks, but I decided, looked at those SKUs that weren't doing well, had a huge clearance sale, which works out well in January because lots of people do it. And then boxed the rest of it up and moved it. I mean, I, it was maybe four days and I just put up a banner like I did when I was on vacation before, where there would be a shipping banner saying, you know, if you order between January 25th and January 30th, your order will ship on January 31st or whatever. And the other thing that, that I know is an issue sometimes is were you using barcodes already? I, I don't manufacture my own products. I'm, I buy wholesale and sell retail. So they're all UPC coded already. Everything's coded. Yeah. So that I didn't have to worry about that. My 3PL, I had my own SKUs, but I didn't have a good system for it. It was kind of random. So they assigned SKUs to everything. So I did have to go back into Shopify and assign their SKUs to everything. But that took, I don't know, an hour. It wasn't that big a deal. Oh, it wasn't a big deal. And you have a lot of products. Yeah, I'm not sure how many SKUs I'm up to now. At, I reduced it by a lot, like I said. Hi, girl. Things. Yeah. And, and can we just share? I'm back to that moment again. Can we just share? So you got rid of a whole pile of inventory, a whole bunch of selection. You really pared down your site, you simplified. And can you just share with everybody what happened to your sales? I am a few thousand dollars away now from hitting my total 2020 sales. So I'll hit my total. 
I will at least double my business this year, hopefully more. So getting rid of those products didn't change it. There was no negative effect at all. Yeah, didn't change a thing. In fact, it streamlined, simplified, and made your business easier and more profitable. Yep. I see this all the time. One of our members uh, in the inner circle talked about this yesterday in a post to someone else who was, you know, I don't know what they were asking, but but she said, listen, I cut out half my inventory because I remember telling her she had to do it on a strategy call. My sales are way up. And I think that what we forget is that what we see is not what the customer sees. And a site that's got too much inventory is actually harder to shop. Right, it is harder to shop. So, <laughs> so let let's talk about the big rocks. What's really changed for you since you did this? Since you like ripped the bandaid off, got rid of the tape gun, got the stuff out of your house. What are the big things that have changed for you since then? Well, prior to doing the three PL, I hadn't really outsourced anything. I mean, I did like I had a consultant with my branding and different things like that, one off products. But after doing the three PL. I've since also outsourced my customer service and hired someone to do Facebook and Google ads for me. So once I saw the time that was freed up and knew what other things I could work on, it very much became, what else can I get off my plate and give to someone else? Amazing, right? I I think that that is like probably the best result out of all of it is that I really see this as a transition for you from a home-based small business to a real business that if you decided one day you're done or you have something else you want to do, it's going to be so easy for you to sell it to someone else. Or because, you know, I'm always yakking about you using your professional designation and all the money you could make doing that. Or if you wanted to spend more time doing something like that, you now have created space where you could do it. Or <laughs> if you wanted like travel and have fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We talked about that. You can also do that. So that's so, so good. So let's talk about uh, someone else who wants to be you. What's your best advice for them? They want, they're thinking, they're like you were a year ago. They're like, whoa, I really got to get this off my plate, but I don't even know where to start. And it's, it feels really scary. I mean, asking if you're blessed enough to be in a group like the Inner Circle, asking other people that have been there or just other e-commerce owners, you know, just start the research and start making the calls. You know how it is when you talk to someone, you get a vibe. I mean, you yep. know yep. whether it's somebody you want to be working with or not. True. True. So just start making the calls. So that would be step one. Would you also uh, share with them, I think, that that they really need to take a hard look at their business, even if they're not a member and they don't look at their numbers. But that's a really big deal, I think, because you do pay for storage. Yeah. I mean, the numbers, really understanding numbers and looking at them and using them to make decisions, I really think that kind of becomes a dividing line between being kind of a hobby business and a real business. Oh, I love that you just said that. I think you're right. You know, that's where, you know, I started probably June or July last year. I mean, I pay myself every week. I know. Because I know what the numbers are and I know that I can. Yeah. I love that. I was going to say that at the end. Because you're kind of, uh, we have a smaller group. A lot of uh, people who listen won't know. So we have a smaller group called Reliable Revenue. It's our little coaching group. And uh, you are just the boss of payday in there. I love it because I remember when you started paying yourself and it was really a very small amount, right? Yeah. Like it was a percentage of your weekly sales. 
that's yeah, I do it that way still as well. But so as the sales have grown, my payday has grown. Yeah. And so your husband must be like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, I'm getting paid for dragging that stuff to the post office all those years. Yeah. I just love that you did that. Like, just like you, you're really, you're really analytical. Like you don't, I don't ever see you get down in the dumps with the feelings. Right really good at analyzing the situation and making a decision. And I think, again, that was one of the best decisions you've made to pay yourself because it also, just the process of taking that money out of a business account and putting it in your personal account, even if it's only $50, it starts to feel like it's a grown-up business. Right, exactly. Ah, so, so good. So so that's uh, super cool is that you, you know, you really see that looking at numbers is the dividing line. Cause I, I agree with you for sure. So what's next? What are you going to do next? I've been working on importing some more products myself and possibly manufacturing. That is something I've, again, just like I did with the 3PL started talking to people about and doing a little research on. Unfortunately, the pandemic has thrown a lot of wrenches into yeah. manufacturing, but that seems to starting to be easing. So so think about it. So a year from now, we could be recording a podcast about your adventure in uh, manufacturing and importing. So would you make the your manufacturing, would it be your own brand? I'd probably start with white labeling things and then. Yeah. Like you would. Yeah. So you would actually have ease living products. Oh, that ups the value of everything too. Yeah, exactly. So, and, and not as much subject to other people's whims you know if if a company decides to stop making a product or right oh that's so true because really that's another point that everyone needs to to uh, onboard with this is that we always talk about you know people who are resellers have less margin but but really you have the margin that you have and you have to figure out how to grow your business with it you've managed to do that so good so okay so i'm going to hold you to that next year we're going to have a conversation and it could easily take a year or longer but the other thing that you told me uh before we started recording was that you expect that you'll come close to tripling your 2020 sales that's the goal like i said i'm so good i'm very close to hitting my 2020 sales already and i'm like it's not even halfway through the year So good. And of course, your other goal is to have a really easy breezy summer and do some traveling. Right. (laughs) So good. So good. So listen, thank you so much. I, you know, I've watched you do this. I know what you're, what you've accomplished is something that so many others are just sitting there thinking about and afraid to do, afraid to lose control, afraid to take on that extra expense, can't see a clear path to how they're going to make that happen. So they just sit there and stew and continue to work till midnight with their tape gun. And so I think you're doing the world (laughs) a big favor and people are going to want to see you. So where should we send them? Easeliving.com easeliving.com. And guys, if you're in the inner circle, Allison has recently become a mentor in there. She's so amazing. She answers tons of questions, lots of experience. So you can always ask her in there. She's happy to happy to hear from you, right? I'm speaking for you, but you're happy to hear. Of course I am. So thank you so much. You're welcome. I can't wait to see what you do next. I'm going to chase you on the manufacturing. All right.
You will. I know you will. I know I will. I love it. It's way easier to help everyone else than look at (laughs) stuff. (laughs) We'll see you soon. Thanks, guys. Bye. Hey, listen, if you like what we're working on here at the Roadmap to 50K and it's helping you get clarity on your next steps, I think you really have to check out our inner circle. You know, it is just an amazing place to learn how to build your business the right way. And you get to do it with a wonderful group of store owners that support each other and will cheer you on. You know, in the inner circle, our only purpose is to help our members get results. And because of that, we actually have dedicated coaches that are fully trained and available to work one-on-one with you. And we offer that to our members at crazy affordable prices, because I know that sometimes you just need a little extra help to get past a roadblock so that you can move on and make progress again. So if this sounds good to you, I want you to head on over to the socialsalesgirls.com forward slash inner dash circle and get on the wait list. We will send you a lesson so that you can see what's waiting for you on the inside. And we'll also invite you to join us the next time we are open to take new members. So listen, friends, that's all. Thank you so much for spending your time with me and I will see you next week.